Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. Greetings and salutations, everybody listening to the sound of my voice. Look in my eyes. What do you see? CM Punk got fired on P- before his PPV. Um, <laughs> yes, it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. Um, welcome to the Chair Shot Radio Network. It had to be something big to get me back on the airwaves to talk wrestling, so I'm here. And uh, y'all, something big happened yesterday. Um, I'll first and foremost, let me bring my esteemed panel in on this, uh, what we're calling this chair shot emergency punk cast. Uh, I'd like to, uh, bring in the commissioner, the boss of the chair shot radio, well, the underboss, cause we know what a big boss is, Mr. Uh, Percival Charles Tenney. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Happy, uh, Labor Day weekend and yes, impromptu podcast. Let's do it. We got some breaking news. Ready to roll. And, and uh, we also we also have the shooter of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, the genius, <laughs> uh, and my big brother who hates me but loves me, Mr. Rob <laughs> Burnett. What's up, Rob? How you doing, hey, man? You know, I never turned down a chance to argue with you, Ray. Hey, hey, I love it. I love it. That's what we do. You, I'm your, I'm you're my gorilla monsoon and my Hina. <laughs> um, later on we may have some other people popping up. I know. Uh, Dave Ungar from Attitude of Aggression and uh, Bandwagon Nerds is planning on popping on. But we are primarily a sports entertainment website podcast network. And we would be remiss if we didn't speak about one of, no hyperbole here, the biggest things to ever happen in the history of professional wrestling. If you live under a rock, you don't have social media, or you just don't care, CM Punk, Philip Jack Brooks, was fired yesterday by, for cause from All Elite Wrestling AEW by Tony Khan. For those of you who don't have an idea, just, and again, I'm a WWE fan. My whole life, I've been seeing recaps. Let me give a quick recap of the situation. CM Punk, we all know what happened uh, last year at All In, at All Out. After the Moxley match, he was injured, trashed everybody sitting next to Tony Khan, two in the company. Challenged anybody who had a problem with him to come see him face-to-face. The Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega went to go talk to him and challenge him, apparently. There was a massive fight involved with uh, Ace Steel and Chris Daniels, the who was the, who's the head of talent relations, and a bunch of other people. Suspensions were had. Titles were stripped. We didn't hear from nobody for months. Punk comes back, gets his own show. On Saturday's AEW Collision, going into All Out, which 
was 81,000 people. And as Tony Khan is advertising the highest bought ticket-wise pay-per-view in history, that's another conversation for another podcast. <laughs> um, he had an altercation with Jack Perry, Luke Perry's son, formerly known as Jungle Boy. After, on, on an episode of Collision Weeks before, Punk either was asked or took it upon himself to tell Jack, you can't use real glass in a spot, use sugar glass. Jack took umbrage with this. Jack also believes that Punk's people leaked it online to make Jack look bad. Jack, in uh, return, had a spot on the pre-show on Zero Hour of All of All Out, where he put Hook through uh, the real glass windshield of a car and looked in the looked in the camera and said, "Real glass, baby, cry me a river." And Punk, who opened the show, the pay-per-view, was in Gorilla. They called the go position is Gorilla. Jack Perry walked back through the backstage. The reports are that Punk accosted Jack. Jack said, I was just being a heel. Punk said, you got a problem with me? Pie faced him. Jack apparently tried to stand up for himself. Threw, uh, Punk threw a punch and missed. Put him in a headlock. And then apparently went on a rampage backstage. No pun intended. <laughs> um, to the point where people who are non-wrestling people particularly including Tony Khan, were not only threatened, but endangered. Punk went on to have his match, and that's the last we've seen of Punk. And maybe the last we'll ever see of Punk. So, before we go any further, I want to ask you two, when you heard the news, what was your first immediate thought? We'll get into all the specifics of it, but your first immediate thought. Rob, what was your first thought when you heard the news, man? Um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, now, of course, I mean, when you actually see the words, you're like, oh, shit. But I wasn't totally surprised uh, because, again, this this is escalation from the previous time. And. Yeah, I mean, it's some, I just I just figured this this might be it um, because just, you know, this is this is two times and. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to walk it back a second time, you know. So I just figured, yeah, this, this might actually be it. Tony, what was your first thought? When I heard he got fired? Yeah, when, when, when the news came out that, and mind you, it's important not just to know he was fired. It's important to know he was fired for cause. That's important to know from a legal perspective. Dave will speak about that later on. Yeah. What was your first thought? Who cares? <laughs> Let it and I'm a, PC Tunney. No, honestly, that's what I was like. Oh, who cares? Uh, and I'm a huge punk fan too. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a him like a don't do retirement it. We'll run. And we'll I know, but I'm just saying to the point. It, so I'm just trying to say though, even though I am that fan, and I do want to see that. I, I didn't really care because I don't think we'll see that. But, yeah, we'll get to all of that. But I was literally, literally like, ah, cool. So, you know, the first thought I not the first thought, but, but one of the first thoughts I had when I heard this and we got the actual reasoning behind it, because coincidentally, they're in Chicago. They were in Chicago Wednesday for Dynamite. They were in Chicago yesterday for Collision. And tonight they're in Chicago 
for all out another money grab of AEW, but nonetheless. And then the United Center, which essentially is the house that Punk built, if you think about it from a wrestling perspective. So the irony that they're in Chicago among his rabid fans and Punk got fired right before a big show, it's crazy to think, right? The timing of all of this. But Tony Khan opened the show. Well, first of all, he came out before Collision came out and talked to the crowd and ate all those booze, trying to explain to them why he did what he did. And then he opened the show with a um, explanation of sorts that Punk was gone, why he was gone, and things of that things of that nature. My first thought was Ray Rice. And I know that sounds crazy as hell, but I'm gonna tell you why. Because if you remember when Ray Rice, the situation happened with him and his wife Janae, he immediately told the team. And the league. I mean, like, the, the, as soon as he sobered up, he called everybody and told them, hey, I messed up. This is what happened. Nobody but John Harbaugh cared. Nobody cared. I think they even gave him two two game suspension just yeah, basically they... for the purpose of giving it to him. And then, the, and then the video came out. And then it changed everything, and he became public enemy number one. When we look at Brawl Out, what happened last year with Punk, nobody saw it except for those that involved. And everybody involved was suspended. So when it came time for Tony to make a decision, number one, he couldn't use Mega Parikh, who's the chief legal officer, because she was involved. So she couldn't be his, his, you know, someone he can lean on. He couldn't use his, his director of talent relations, Chris Daniels, because he was involved. So he just suspended everybody and said, you know what? Bygones, bygones, we'll try to make it work. This time, not only was... There are cameras everywhere because Wembley has cameras everywhere. For those of you who don't know, London is the most um, has the most cameras, security cameras in the world. They're everywhere in London. So there's cameras everywhere in Wembley. On top of that, it happened in front of him. And now, as we know, possibly or potentially to him. So. Like you kind of can't keep. Pushing things to the side and just saying I'm not going to worry about it when now it's affecting you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, look, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's no getting around it this time. Um, and no, no matter what you think of anyone involved, you, yeah, you, you can't, there's no getting around it. And, and look now, and look, Tony, look, they're kind of a you know new generation mentality as far as how the backstage works right i mean because like, we're all old enough to know about you know people hating each other's guts and even getting into fights you know backstage in the locker room and all that kind of stuff and then going out there and working their match and whatever right um that company really isn't cut from that cloth i mean and that i mean that's where it starts i mean for me they're not um and and that's not to justify anything punk did but they're not cut from that cloth. So whatever he did is like probably feels 10 times as bad in that environment and in inside that space. Well, why you, why you touched on that? I do have a question for both of y'all. I'm glad you brought that up because we have, we know what happened, right? We know there were fights, but we have yet to really truly understand the extent of what the fights were. Like sure. how vicious were they? How serious were they? Tony Khan, a lot of people are making fun of Tony Khan, and look, I'm here for Tony Khan slander. But a lot of people are making fun of him when he said essentially that 
never in my 30 in my years of watching wrestling or going to wrestling shows did I feel like my safety was in danger or my life was in danger. And people are making fun of him for that. But essentially, if you are a guy who you know can't fight and a guy who is kind of coming at you trying to hurt you, yeah, you would think your life's in danger, right? What do you think? So, but but the question, but yeah, man, like, look, man, we, we can't sit here and, and be fake tough guys and, and the idea and not realize that a dude who, if a child was being attacked by a grown man, nobody would be, say anything. We would all be like, oh, yeah, he's in danger. Tony Khan cannot fight. It has no toughness about him. I'm not saying CM Punk is, is uh, fucking Marco Krokop or nothing, but like, still, this is a grown man in sense trying to hurt somebody. Right? I mean, yeah. So he's gone. So, so what? So Tony Khan felt uncomfortable because CM Punk threw a fit backstage. Big fucking deal. Uncomfortable? Well, that's, I mean, it's, that's an appropriate yeah. adjective. It is not. No. Uncomfortable is, yeah, that dude uh, says a few, few too many cuss words around me. I don't like it. There's a difference between being uncomfortable and being physically attacked. Did he attack him? I thought he just knocked some TVs over. That's and that that's the that's the crux of me bringing this this conversation to this, this next point. We don't quite know to the extent of what happened, but look, man, I know you guys are different. I'm a person who <laughs> I, I completely understand that it's ironic because we work for a wrestling site, but I understand that the dirt sheets and I work for a dirt sheet. I work for Wrestling Inc. I get that the wrestling journalists and all this stuff, I get that they're, we all have this mistrust of them because so many of them make up information or are in it for their own edification. But I am a person who is going to believe you at face value until you give me a reason not to. I have no reason to not believe Tony Khan, the words he said. I have no reason to not believe him. Oh, I don't think he's lying. I think he, I think he, I think he probably did. Or maybe, well, okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Rob, not buying it. Okay, okay. Was he startled? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, okay, If you, freaking out in the moment because there's some shit going on. Sure. Afraid for his life? Stop it. I think okay. that's that's legally really... that's all it is. It's it's, yes. it's HR bullshit. Yes. And not, not to make not to make a racial thing out of this, but this is like when they antagonize a black man at work and you get a little animated, you and maybe you get a little loud, and then next thing you know, you're down in HR because a few people were afraid of the loud black man. Okay. That's a that's a that's a fair okay. comparison. That's what this is like, okay. But the difference is what what would have happened in that scenario you're saying, that would have been in public. We don't know what Punk did. All no, we, we know. All that's, we, that's, that's so Tony you're asking me, Tony. Just me to trust Tony. Like I mean, if you want to just why would you not? Talk, if you want to specifically talk about what you're asking about the line that he said, to me and Rob kind of touched on it. It sounded like a lawyer agreed that that was a really smart thing to say, considering that who knows what's going to happen if there's a legal battle over this contract, right? Like if Punk comes after some of the money or whatever goes on, because Basically, from what I understand, as of now, they're gone. Separate ways, it's over with, AEW is going to move on. Punk is likely done with his professional wrestling career. No one else has the money to pay him to go back to the work in the ring, except for WWE. And do they want him? Probably fucking not. I couldn't disagree with you more about the, about the lawyer thing for this one reason. 
Punk. There was a all. This is not Punk's first altercation, and the first altercation, people were injured from the altercation. And Tony was like, "Oh no, just let it ride." We'll, and also, Tony Tony Khan loves to flaunt his money in front of everybody. I got all this money. I got all this money. Tony wouldn't care if there was a lawsuit because he got the money for it. The same way Punk basically um, led Cole Cabana dry in their lawsuit with Chris Amen, the doctor from WWE. You think Punk? You think Tony's scared of Punk? In the no. in the legal in the legal world, so no, no, I don't think no lawyer told him to say that. It, I think he was really scared for his life. Well, whatever. You can argue about it. Right. Put it this way: I mean, you, you no, but you do the, you draw up the legalese because that's just what you do, right? It's a corporate environment, right? They, it's not about. I mean, whether or not are they a corporate environment, Rob? They're acting like it now. Look, we know how these wrestling companies are. They're corporate when it's convenient for them, and when it's not, and when it's when it's also convenient for them, then they're all oh, we're the carny wrestling company, right? I mean, they do what they, they pick whichever path works for them at the time, and we know that, okay? Um, Man, I, very, I, don't, I mean, they, we know that, right? I mean, look, when when the first brawl out happened, it, then it was since you know, you know, then they were the carny wrestling company. If they're now, not corporate and involved in the corporate world, then why did WWE have to pull down their Jacksonville Jaguars title belt? Because they own the Jaguars. Right, but it's also a, a company that, yeah, but so why didn't any other owner want their belt taken off of WWE? Because then? there's no other conflict of interest for any other team. So there's a conflict of interest, which makes it more of a corporate environment because they're worried about other corporations. No, that's just someone has a fucking vendetta. If I live in your neighborhood and uh, you support this political uh, candidate and I support this political candidate, I could have beef with you putting your political candidate's name in your yard when I don't want it on mine. And that That's would all be that was to me. And that would be political. Well, quite literally, because I used a political candidate. And this one would be corporate because two different this corporations is, are going no, after. What's no, going no, after? it's one dude having a being petty as hell saying I don't want this. Okay, but duration. I think this is this is a corporate thing because. <laughs> yeah. Well, Okay, I disagree, but okay. Well, Please, no, that's, look, look, that's why because, we're having the conversation. Go ahead. Well, because because all right, this is well because they're doing standard cop operating procedure for and because um again like I said, there were there were non wrestling people there so this this wasn't a you know boys will be boys situation here there were people mm-hmm. there that that there were eyewitnesses to what went on who, who were not wrestling people who are not and. And I'm sure some of them would probably look at Tony like, dude, what in the hell? Um, whereas when you have only wrestlers involved or people, you know, or whatever, no matter how ugly it get, then I mean, it's a different mentality. But you have people there backstage, supposedly, who were not wrestling people. So and we don't know what that even means. Right. That They could have been some of Tony's rich buddies or whatever who were hanging out with him. Right. And well, I'd imagine it's probably like backstage personnel like. Well, I mean, but uh, we don't we don't know. We don't know. Sure, we don't. But, so, but the only reason I say that is because one thing we know for sure is there are a lot of people backstage that aren't that aren't workers, like the camera people, the right. the tech people, the seamsters and seamstresses, and th- so any of those people could have been backstage feasibly. Bomb me, please continue. But my, my my guess is by making a point to say that there were non wrestling people there. Okay, I guess I I am doing some you know 
speculating or whatever here, but by making it a point, which is natural, but by making it a point, making a point to say there were non-wrestling people, that implies to me that there are people there who have who are not employed in any way in any capacity with the company. Okay. So that could be again that could be some of Tony's buddies who were there to hang out because hey we're at this big thing at Wembley Stadium why don't y'all come on through and you know and and kick it backstage right and so the shit goes down and so not only so you know whatever he was startled or whatever but he he might have been embarrassed okay well and I don't doubt he was embarrassed and and look I know I'm I'm doing a lot of again I'm not doing a lot of extrapolation here yes um but the fact that he made a point to say non-wrestling people well, backstage, about, I mean. You know, we're talking about overseas, too. They could have been trying to, you know, work with different corporate partners. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Could have been, yeah, you're right. I mean, it could have been sponsor people and or this, whatever. And this was the beginning of the show, a time when people, those people would probably be there. Um, But so we, we've talked about fights. And, of course, we're going to. Given this con- this conversation, we're, that's going to be the crux of the conversation with Punk. But I'd like to cite to you because you said something, Rob, that's very poignant. This is a boys be boys situation. Would be a big deal. I'll cite you Sammy Guevara's fight with Andrade and then his fight with Eddie Kingston. That was handled internally because it was quite literally this dude and this dude had a problem. We sorted it out. We finished it. When it's in, when it's, when it involves people who are not the boys, quote unquote, it becomes criminal. Like somebody could, that's, this is potentially the reason why we never got the truth about brawl out was because there were legal ramifications being involved. So like, I, 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 I don't doubt that. And if there's somebody who, you know, there's some, if there's somebody who, yes, these guys are athletes, but this is still a workplace. And so all of us are older people and grew up with the, probably a more um, outlaw style of wrestling. So, yeah, maybe drill in our head, well, this is just what you do. But it is a workplace. You should not be in the workplace and be threatened for your, for your safety. You shouldn't. So no how tough you are. So what's going to happen now, though? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Well, he got fired. Right, that's, but that's it. It's over. Yeah, but you know, not gonna Tony Khan's not gonna press charges or sue Punk. The only thing that could happen is Punk could turn around and say he wants some of that money from the contract, but it doesn't sound like he's gonna get any of it. Well, no, because he was fired for cause, which is why Tony made sure he purposely right. said that. So basically, it's just that's the end of his career, right? Well, I don't know, and I don't want to get there yet. We'll get there. Okay. Um, well, let me let me just say this about the whole being scared thing. And see, the reason I'm, the reason I kind of laugh at it is because, okay, this is a guy who went to went to what ECW shows, where where the the the, the where all types of shit was going on in the crowd. Yeah, but I know. Oh come on, man, please no. stop. I mean, come on. No, no. He, he I, no fear for he, first time I ever feared for my safety. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with, with your point, but mob mentality is that you should not be. If you're in the mob, there's nothing to fear. People who are not in the mob are the ones who should be fearful. ECW okay. crowds were a mob mentality. So essentially, he was protected because he was a part of the mob if he was in the crowd. Just, yeah, just, I'm sorry. Him, 
Y'all just don't y'all don't yeah. want to look at logic today? Is that what no, we're I'm, doing? I'm, no, because I'm just I'm I'm dismissing. Him. No, look. let's not let our personal feelings about this dude <laughs> okay. look, change okay. facts, dog. All right, let me see. I don't we, like the right. dude either. Let what are we this. about though? Huh? What are we actually arguing about though? Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. I think it's I think. All right, I just think it's. I don't. I just. I don't. But I don't. He I don't, was actually scared. Is that? Is that what we're trying I think to? So. Argue? I think we are arguing about that. And I. And like, I. I don't. What I think. Wasn't. What's the difference? True. Look, I think he was embarrassed more than he was scared. I mean. My whole point is just like nothing's gonna happen from this though. So you know, like he he fired him. It's over. Yes, he fired him. <laughs> no. <laughs> he won't have to be scared anymore. Okay. Um, you want to talk about the WWT, whatever is possible with that? Go ahead. I don't. I, <laughs> what do you think the odds are of that? I don't think very good. Yeah. Um, practically non-existent. Okay, I think Hunter would not want to do it. I think the old man would, because you know the old man will work with anybody. He doesn't give a shit. I don't think there's any positive that will come out of it for for the WWE. I think if if anything happens, he'll get a Hall of Fame nod because that'll get some money for them. But in terms of him being on the roster, I don't think there's any. You're telling me that you're telling me that him coming out number thirty in the Rumble and getting the WrestleMania title match, and then even if that's the end of it, you're telling me that you that they won't that you can't. There's no there's no money to be made from that. Compared to what's happening now, he's not going to – I don't think he's going to raise the bottom line. Yeah, he'll pop the ratings for a couple of weeks, but I don't think he's going to raise the bottom line. Things are things are better than they've ever been financially for them. That's, so, yeah, why, why, why try to fix the toaster that's not broken? You yeah. know, that's kind of, punk isn't like a, just a – punk's not like adding a little salt to a finished dish, you know? Like, who's going to want to actually work with him there, too? Um. Well, I know so, one person. I know one person who said they'd work with him, <laughs> and, and that is the undisputed Universal Champion. I mean, Roman, I thought Roman said he. No, Roman's always trash punk. Roman don't want to work with punk. Well, no, but he also said that the last time we talked about him, he also said that look, if he wants to come here and make some money, then let's do it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, Vince has had his surgeries. That don't seem like he's like in too great a shape to be coming back running anything. It seems no. like Paul's hand. It's pretty steady on the wheel there. I don't see Paul doing it. No, I don't. I don't I, yeah, I don't, I don't. No, I don't see Hunter doing that. If it's if it's left entirely up to him, then I didn't know. I don't think it happens. Um, but again, if the, if the old man wants to do it, then you know he's of a storyline. If Paul Heyman betrayed you know Roman and the bloodline and helped Punk win, it's 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 something fun to think about. But at the same time. Think about all the bullshit that comes with that. And then also think about the fact that Punk's just not really that great in the ring anymore, in my opinion. He's pretty average. And injury prone. Yeah. Well, well, okay. This is I'm not saying him and Roman couldn't have a really good match. I agree. But it's still like, I mean, this is really just, I don't think the, I don't, let's put it this way. Speaking of gambling and taking risks, tune into Chairshot NFL every week. Uh, <laughs> but do you think it's worth the bet? to take the risk on punk for the reward you could get from it. Cause I don't think no. the game was worth it. Um, I can, I can, I can give you a scenario on what it would be. 
Well, first of all, it all depends on what their intentions are with Roman and the title at WrestleMania. Um, if for whatever reason they decide to, to to keep it going, then yeah, bringing in Punk to come in and lose in the main event is absolutely a thing to do. Um, and you can you can have a story because remember, um, you know. Well, Punk, he last still had issue with Heyman, so he could be coming back for one last chance to stick it to Paul Heyman, and he gets the title shot, and he loses at WrestleMania, and then maybe after that, you know, and then now, I mean, if I were running the company, if my intention was to stick with Roman past WrestleMania 40, then I would bring, yes, I would absolutely, I would bring him in, so this is what we're doing. Well, here's my offer. All right, you do the Rumble, you get the shot, you lose. And then you're done. Um, what we'll, pay, what would, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you real nice for it. And what would there be for Punk? What would what be in it for Punk for uh, for a three month run? Because that man has been salty because he never got his WrestleMania main event. I don't think he you, cares about that anymore. Oh, oh yes, he does. That dude is a petulant little whiny bitch. He still oh, he cares is. About that. I agree with that. <laughs> but he I absolutely cares, cares about, about that. that. No. It, the, it, it it burns him up to this day that Mike Mazanian has a WrestleMania main event and he does not. Okay, you know that. Well, that that much is true, yes. Okay, so you know good and well if they said you're gonna main event night two, we're gonna pay you a shit ton of money, and then and then you're going about your merry way, you don't think he'll take it? Oh hell yeah, he you look, you know that man is a flaming hypocrite on top of that. They just remind Punk that he got fired this weekend and Mike Bazan and worked with Cena. So yeah, so you better believe Punk Punk is a flaming self-centered hypocrite. You better believe if, if Vince offered him ten million dollars and said you're gonna you'll get your main event and you you go down one two three and well, then see you later. Well, now hold on. If anybody got ten million dollars for three months, they would take it. That that's okay, a that's true. Okay, but we're just all right. Well, let's let's uh, whatever a more reasonable number is. But if if it, a number that was worth his while, and he said you'll get okay, you'll win the rumble, you'll go out, you'll get your main event. You'll take the L. We'll put you. We might even put you do a Hall of Fame induction for you. And and but then after that, we're done. Because I mean, for ten billion dollars, okay. Punk will put over Punk will put over Stephanie for ten Wait. million dollars. Oh, sure. Like, come on. Well, sure. But um, okay. But for for a reasonable amount of money that he would find oh, acceptable. Okay. I don't know, man. Just for three three months, man. That's that's rough, bro. Why yeah. not? I mean, why not? Look, and you know what it does? Look. It, if, if you if your intention is to stick with Roman, you just bought yourself three months. You bought yourself another WrestleMania. That's I mean, a, that's that's one more WrestleMania where you don't have to where you don't where you look. You can save Cody for another year. Hell, I Kip, mean, I mean, look, I mean, that, I mean, that remember, me anything's possible. So. You want you want to buy time? Look, with you, look, you buy as much time as you can get, as long as you have Roman in that position. If you can buy yourself another year by putting up with Phil Brooks for three months. And you can buy yourself a whole nother year to do Cody the year after that. There's there's other people that are less of a gamble if you really wanted to do that. I don't I don't know that we see Roman and Cody again before this um, runs over. That's just that's also possible. But I'm just saying if put it this way, Vince McMahon would absolutely take that gamble. Mm-hmm. And Hunter may not Hunter because look, Vince know. brought Hogan Hogan testified against Vince to the feds. Okay. And Vince brought him back. Jesse Ventura sued him for a shit ton of money, and Vince did business with him. Vince, if Vince thinks that it thinks there's money in it, 
He will absolutely do it. And that's a moot point anyway, because we don't think Vince is the one that's going to be the one to pull the trigger on. But but even if he was, we're talking two conversations. Yes, he'll bring anybody back if they will make money. I don't think Punk's going to make him the money that's going to be worth having him there. Right. I mean, it, I mean, a three months of extra T-shirt money, three months of some nah. more. I mean, they they got the T-shirt money now. They own uh, the rights. To, they they still own uh, the rights to use his, his Rob, name. Rob, Rob, Rob. You know what kind of wrestling organizations need T-shirt money? You're right. AEW, NWA, WWE's doing multi-billion-dollar deals with TV companies. By the way, CM fucking popsicle. By the way, so. Us three uneducated idiots what over the- here are talking about uh, talking about situations in which our our fourth uh, chair here in this chair shot emergency punk cast, Mr. Dave Ungar, can speak from a place of actual expertise. Dave, how you doing, sir? What, what am I, What am I an expert of? Well, we were just talking about. Uh, the issue of Punk being fired for cause and how that can affect uh, things from a contract perspective. There was, there has been, there's some skepticism among Tony and Rob about uh, Tony's claims that he was, his life was, his safety and his life was in danger. Tony believes that, well, if that was the case, he would sue Punk personally instead of that. I well, think that's the case. Not necessarily, it's just points I brought up. I don't necessarily, you know, don't paint me into that corner. That's what you said. That it's, it's recorded. Just paint him with that. <laughs> paint him with that rush. We're recording right. with two of, of, of video and it. audio. It's recorded. We can go back and listen. So you took it out of context. I guarantee you, if you if you kept that in mind and went back and listened to how <laughs> it would be different. Do you want to pause the show and go back and listen to it? Like you literally said that. I was there. I said it. I remember. Okay. Just hey, put Dave. him in the court. Put him in the corner. Spank his ass. You know, be like Blair Witch Project where they put the kids in the corner. Involved, I'll be right there. Whoa. So what are your thoughts on this whole situation, Dave? From him being fired for cause, to Tony feeling like his life was in danger, um, the entire situation and the controversy with him not being fired or being reprimanded the first time. Give us your thoughts. I, I think Tony's saying what his lawyers are telling him to say as far as they believed. Yeah. As I far I don't believe that. Ring the bell, Tony, ring the bell. Seemed like I was saying he was, you know. I you know, and I think, you know, as much as Tony loves Jim Cornette, I think Cornette's right on this. His comments were made that he's never heard such a bunch of unadulterated bullshit as that. Um life is in danger with all those people standing around him. What it punk was what did he have? Did he have a gun? Was he hiding a knife? I, you know, maybe I was fearful for my physical well-being. I could buy that. But, you know, saying I was fearful for my life. Come on. I, I don't I don't know about that. Um, I do think that, you know, but it all stems into this termination for cause issue, which is a, a pretty big deal in the grand scheme of things, because the for cause termination. Um, and, and again, this is a caveat for all of us here. None of us have seen the contract between Punk and AEW. So none of us know exactly what was in there what's the terms of the contract you know was there some sort of provision where if you're terminated for cause it doesn't void certain other aspects of the contract but in general the termination for cause would void the contract that's how AEW is saying we don't have to pay him because the contract is now void it's not like where wwe releases people and 
everything still stays in the play. We are letting you out of this contract. It's different than saying we are firing your ass and terminating this contract and voiding it. That's apples and oranges. That are two different things. So, you know, and I've talked about it with other people and you talked about it with my wife, who's one of the most experienced paralegals I know. And I'm like, if there was a non-compete clause, it's probably gone because the contract is void. And therefore, you know, AEW can't say, well, we're going to terminate you with cause so we don't have to pay you. And oh, by the way, you can't work elsewhere, at least wrestling company. Now, you could get a job at Domino's or something like that. They're not going to care about that. But as far as wrestling goes, you know, the law generally doesn't allow you to do, do that, to deprive somebody of their income by firing them and then say, yeah, you can't get a job anywhere else. That's an insupportable position 90% of the time. So I think Tony coming out saying, I was fearful for my life is going, because I, I tell you this, I guarantee you Punk files lawsuit for wrongful termination. Guarantee you that is coming. And he's going to say, this is all bullshit. This is pretextual. They're saying they fired me for cause. They overreacted. There wasn't cause here. So Tony's doing damage control saying, well, I was fearful for my life. That was the cause to do this. His lawyers have fed that to him, Ray. I'm 90% sure that they have told him, Maybe. hey, say this. Um, you wouldn't know that, better than me. So sure. That that's my guess. If I if I was if I was saying, you know, how do we exemplify the fact that this is a bigger situation than a year ago, you know, and and you know, you wanted to draw the and let's be honest, last year's brawl in, brawl out, whatever the hell it was, seems a lot more significant than whatever this brief little skirmish was between punk and Jack Parrott. But, you know, when Punk gets in his owner's face and starts calling him names and starts threatening him and saying, I quit, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, and I, I do give Tony Khan credit for learning from last year and not just kind of sitting there and letting this asshole ruin your momentum for the second year in a row and not do anything about it. So I think he did the right thing. He had to do what he had to do. That's that's kind of my thoughts, Ray. I think I think the. The for cause issue is a big deal. I think Punk will file a lawsuit for wrongful termination. We'll see how good AEW's lawyers are. Here's the caveat that I think is not talked about enough. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but this is not contextual. This is not conjecture. This is factual evidence. There is video recording of the incident. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We haven't seen it. You looking at me? What the, what the fuck does that mean, Tony? That means that there's factual proof of what he did. So what do you? So then what? What I'm saying is, if Punk, if there is factual evidence that Punk physically assaulted not only Jack Perry but possibly Tony Khan and other people involved with him, there's there's indisputable evidence of what he did. So the wrongful termination, that's not happening. Number one and number two. This idea, and I don't want to be, belabor the point, but this idea, I feel like so much of our, Dave notwithstanding, because this is his job, but I feel like so much of our, our reactions to Tony's line of my safety and my life was in danger 
is based on the fact that we just don't like Tony. But again, you cannot tell a man, a person, excuse me, what does or does not make them terrified. This is not a, a person who is in any form or fashion a fighter, a, 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 a physical specimen, a, any of that sort. So if you have a dude who just fought this guy and maybe possibly I'm not I'm this is all assumptions here. I'm not I don't know for a fact, but is turning over monitors and stuff to get to you in that moment, maybe I thought, oh my God, he's trying to kill me. You don't you can't tell that man he didn't he can't he didn't feel that way. Well, I just don't believe it. If I could. Yes, sir. So the fact that there's a video recording of this certainly adds some credibility to whatever and and I'll go on I don't dislike Tony Khan. I disliked significantly the way he handled the shit last year. This yeah. is an example of him learning from that error that he made last year and trying to do the right thing to show some sort of leadership, you know, capability. But compare and contrast this. Remember when Brock Lesnar comes back through the uh, gorilla at WrestleMania 34 after he fights Roman and he throws the belt at Vince? You and that's all on video. Now you can't tell me that Vince couldn't have come out and say he fucking assaulted me with this belt. I was fearful for my. But Vince doesn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. He had 20 people around him who could have gotten involved in that. And even with Brock Lesnar, Tony's not in that position. So you know, and if there's video evidence, hopefully there's audio. A lot of times this surveillance footage doesn't have audio, and that could be a problem. But you want to hear what you want to hear what was said in this situation. You want to hear exactly what did Punk say to Tony? Because assault is not just physical. You can have a verbal assault and be put mm -hmm. in fear for your safety based on the words that somebody's saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if there's surveillance video, we'll never see it. The lawyers will in the lawsuit, and you know the jury will probably see it if it goes to trial. And a lot of it will come down to okay, what was? It's a reasonable person standard, you know. Like they would show it to people like us watching it in the jury and say, what would we think if we were put in that kind of position? Not so much subjectively. What did Tony think? You know, was yeah. he was he subjectively reasonable in thinking this? Um, but, yeah, I think it, it, it's interesting that if there is a and you got to figure there is a video recording of this, um, it does add a lot of credibility one way or the other. You know, what was Punk's actions? Was he really throwing over monitors to get to Tony? What did he do to Jack Perry? Was it a five second sort of thing? Was it more involved? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's good. It's I agree with you, Ray. It's it's a key piece of evidence. I don't know how conclusive it'll be. I don't know how dispositive it'll be on the whole situation, but it will be a piece of the whole puzzle that everybody have to look at and draw your own conclusions. You know, like Tony would watch Tony would look at it and maybe have a different interpretation than I would or Ray mm -hmm. would or, or, or Rob would. You know, we all look at it and, you know, come up with different sort of ideas about it and the standard is what what does a reasonable person think about it? what a reasonable person think shit i'm in danger here not necessarily my life's in danger but hey i'm in danger of getting my ass kicked by this crazy bastard yeah so um i do i want to i want to move the conversation because we've spent the majority of this conversation talking about punk and the things he's done the things he's possibly done what could possibly happen to him i want to get you guys opinion on the other side of the spectrum on the on the the perspective of how much blame do you put on the situation to the other parties involved, being Jack Perry, and then if we're going back a year, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. 
where are your thought process on where they fall in all this? Because we've spoken about Tony's uh, participation and Punk's participation, but the other parties, what do you think about those? Listen, if <laughs> there's really nobody following Punk, right? He's got FTR because they're kind of buddies, but that's about it. He doesn't really have anybody. He doesn't have a camp. And when you're the one that's consistently a problem with a bunch of different other camps that actually have people surrounding them, he's the problem. That's why no one wants him around. That's why he couldn't come in and make nice. He thought he was too big for this company, right? And he couldn't just play ball with these guys. And everybody talks about, well, if he goes back to WWE, that won't happen. Why? Why wouldn't it? You know, the only thing that would lead me to believe that it wouldn't is would be Vince. And Vince isn't there anymore. And I just don't think Hunter wants him. So I, I put all the blame on Punk. At some point, people are going to stand up to you if you're consistently being an asshole. And that's what he was doing. And Perry had enough of it. And Tony actually had enough of it. I don't think anybody wanted to Punk to be more successful in AEW than Tony Khan. And Tony Khan just realized that that just wasn't going to be the case. Right. Uh, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Now, look, obviously, look, Punk is responsible for his actions, right? So if we're going to talk about just that, then that's on him. But the environment being fostered is on Tony. Um, because, look, Punk has, before we even get to any beefs or anything, look, Punk has, he has a fundamentally different under, uh, philosophy on how wrestling matches are supposed to be worked and how a wrestling show is supposed to be booked. He has a different, just straight up different philosophy than the EVPs. Right. Um, and so that should have been hashed out from jump. Something should have, you know, and also, you know, that, that should have been, you know, I think Tony just hoped that that would just kind of, he just hoped it would work. And, and, he is either just totally ignorant of who CM Punk is, which is insane, given that, that Tony is a message board dude from way back. I mean, I find it hard to believe that he was just completely ignorant as to how CM Punk gets down. Um, and so either he, but somehow either he's he, either he was ignorant of it, or he knew and he stuck his head in the sand and he hoped it would just everything just would work even though he was introducing somebody to the situation who was entirely different from all those other people. And so I think it starts with him. I mean, he created a combustible situation again, either out of ignorance or out of just, you know, wishful thinking. And so that starts with him. And cause look, and Cody had the same differences with those guys, except Cody is not an asshole, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, but but he has the same dip because remember people. No, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. People would say that it was like watching two different shows when Cody was out there and when the Bucks and those guys were out there. Yeah, people were saying that from day one. So there's a fundamental difference in just how people think a show should be run. And you brought and you know and again like I said Cody's a diplomat and all that. Cody's not an asshole, right? So I mean it it worked okay until it didn't, right? But Punk is Punk's an asshole. Everybody knows he's an asshole. If, if you if you don't know if if you are involved in the business of professional wrestling at any level, and you somehow do not know that Philip Jack Brooks is an asshole, then you stick your head in you even have your head in the sand, okay? Or again, you're or you're being delusional and hoping that it'll just magically work itself out. And so, 
Tony's either ignorant or negligent, one or the other. He created the situation. Um, now, in hindsight, he probably just shouldn't have signed him in the first place. Yeah. But well, but but, so, he, but but we know why he signed him. He signed him because they needed him because the because everything had gotten stagnant. Like the TV ratings had gotten stagnant. The ticket sales had gotten stagnant. They had gotten okay. They had got they needed a boost. They needed somebody to to put some to put some jolts back in the system here. Okay, and and other than the fact that Tony probably was a CM Punk mark from way back or whatever, but they needed somebody to put some juice in the system because they had stagnant, they had gotten stagnant, they had, you know, basically plateaued, and so that's why you take the risk on him, and 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 now Tony apparently did not level with the people who were there, again, because. It's real simple. It's like, guys, we you know, if this thing is going to go more than three or four years, we need to expand our customer base. We're not doing that right now. So I had to get this guy. Okay? Um, that's what it is. And no different than, you know, Chicago Bulls. You know, we got killed on the re- we got killed on the glass when we played Orlando. We need somebody to get some rebounds. I know y'all don't fuck with Dennis, but Dennis is here. Okay? And y- y'all going to deal with this shit because we need him. All right. And and y'all know Mike don't fuck with Dennis. OK, Mike, had, you know, Mike wasn't happy about that shit. All right. And not only that, but Dennis came from the enemy Detroit Pistons. Yeah. OK, so they got beef from way back. But you know what they did? They made and But it was made clear. We need if we're going to win this thing, we need this guy. And so y'all need to get on board and make this shit work. And and it doesn't look to me like Tony ever had that conversation with anybody. Okay, so you got everybody else thinking everything is everything is sweet and everything, and so they can just they don't have to get along with him, right? If if things start to go a little weird, they can just keep doing they can just act the way they always act because they don't they don't have to make it work. They felt I think those guys felt like they don't they didn't have to make it work for him. I and agree with that and I, to your to your point, there was a report from Nick Houseman who has been the one guy who's been like directly talking to Punk through all of this, that there was a meeting scheduled with the elite and Punk for Monday and they uh they they canceled it. Like I'm talking about before all in. Yeah. And no, they that, yeah. canceled it last minute. So if that is true, that furthers your point that they probably they felt like they didn't have to. Yeah. And with their positions and given Punk's brashness and complete just overall attitude uh asshole attitude. Why would they feel like they had to? No, nah, and look, if you're playing like the whole kind of political game, then they played it right. I mean, they yeah, figured if, yeah. if we if we hold out long enough, he'll he'll self-destruct. Um, There's a Moxley promo where he said, "Appreciate him now, because yeah. <laughs> he won't be here." Much yeah, and, and so they, I mean, you know, if if, if we want to, you know, applaud people for playing office politics, they then you know they they played it right. They and. Um, not ultimately being to the detriment of their own company because there's, I think there's something to be said that two people who have been successful at the highest level, like Cody and Punk, both have a fundamental difference in how they think a show should be booked. I think that is something that if I'm Tony, I need to sit down and think about that. That both of these guys who have been successful at a much bigger level they both of them had issue with how the, these other folks think the show should be run. 
All right. So both, both of them feel that way. All right. Um, and there's a constant there, right? And even in, and they're two and Cody and Punk are obviously two different kinds of people. They're two entirely different kinds of people, but they both had the same issue with with the with the operation of the wrestling company. Okay, so if I'm Tony, I you need to sit down and think about that. And and you also need, I mean, you need and as much as Tony talks about, well, I look at the numbers, I look at the ratings. I mean, your EVPs are. I mean, look, I you know I look at the ratings too because I you know I do the WrestleNomics thing, and they consistently tank the TV ratings when they come out there now. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'm consistently they consist that shit goes in the toilet when they come out there a lot now. Except if they're out there with Kenny, it doesn't. But if it's just, when it's just them, okay. So they're not drawing for you. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you had to fire Punk in this instance because of what he did. Yes. But you still have a problem in that now you need somebody who is going to draw as consistently as he did. And now you don't have that person. Um, You don't. And he's, he's the reason you have a Saturday show. And now we'll see what happens ultimately. But if that show turns into just an extension of dynamite, then I mean, people like me who were who tuned in faithfully every Saturday and really enjoyed it won't be watching anymore. Okay. And, you know, and, and, you know, so you have a fun, if you're Tony, look, you have a fundamental issue that you need to see that you need to recognize that these guys over here, you know, the way that they want to do a wrestling company, the way that they want to do professional wrestling has a much lower ceiling. And that ceiling, maybe it looks like it's getting lower and lower as you go on. And now you got, you got two different people now who had issue with that. And both of them are gone. One you had to fire, but the other guy left, and he he had he went on the headline WrestleMania. Yeah, and he's bigger now than he's ever been. So, um, and here you are, <laughs> okay, and um, and you know a lot of your success is a mirage. Um, it is, and you know, look if if for some reason they don't make it long term, we'll find we'll find out just how much of a mirage it was. But but a lot of it right now is, and. You know, like look, you said eighty thousand people. Well, they had they had four for one ticket deals. Okay, I mean, so Punk for all his issues, for all everything, for all the shit he brings with him, um, removing him does not solve the bigger problem you have. And and then the way you run your backstage, okay, if it's not Punk, then there are a bunch of other people. There are other people who would come back there and maybe they're not seeing punk, but they might have, you know, they wouldn't like the way you run it either. Um, like, I mean, you know, people talk about signing, you know, them bringing in Mercedes. You think she's going to like the way that women's locker room operates? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Okay. Um, I mean, well, so, so hold on, Rob, i real quick, Dave, I okay. want to get your, your answer real fast. Uh, Rob brought up office politics. Do you think that there should be more blame attributed, not more than punk, but more blame that has been attributed that has that hasn't been that should be attributed to the other parties of these issues, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and then most recently Jack Perry? Well, sure. I, I think there's always two sides to every story. Whatever went down a year ago, um, never got addressed. 
Um, the two sides never got together, had to sit down to talk about it. Instead, Tony Khan, out of fear of these guys bailing and going to WWE, rewards these people who Punk has the biggest issue with, with ridiculously massive contracts, right? Because they've already re-signed before their contracts were up. The Bucks and Kenny Omega re-signed. And that was just Tony not wanting WWE to even have a shot at talking to any of these guys. I'm sure that didn't sit very well with one Phil Brooks. Um, on top of that, yeah, Jack Perry, I, I would not terminate Jack because he's young and he's trying to get heat on himself and, you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. But the shit he did at yes. All In, you know, rapping on it, this is real glass, cry me a river. Look, you know, that's just that's just immaturity. That's stupidity. That's naivety. You don't do that. Yeah, it's just that's just, you know, the situation was already kind of inflamed. They were trying to, you know, Tony was trying to defuse it. And that was the wrong move to make. And so I don't exactly blame Punk for getting in Perry's face in the backstage saying, what the fuck are you doing now? You've heard stuff for, what, two years now about Punk talking about how the talent, the young talent, they don't want to learn anything from the veterans. Hangman Adam Page, it all started with him. He doesn't want to hear anything from the veterans. Um, like Rob's saying, whatever the Bucks and Kenny Omega are doing, and I th- firmly think this is more the Bucks than Kenny, um, that drove Cody away um, and now has, has resulted in this huge rift between um, Punk and, and AEW that results in their termination. So, yeah, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Um, I, I will say this. I, I would like – Tunney said that the same thing would happen in WWE. I respectfully disagree because, A, Vince is there. Be, not all the time, but Vince is still there. You've got a group called Endeavor who's going to come in. You've got locker – and I wanted to shout out to Samoa Joe because he's the only one who seemed to have any fucking control as yeah. to what was going on last week and, and was the only locker room leader, the only adult in the situation with Samoa Joe. WWE's got a lot of locker room leaders. You know, you got guys like Brock Lesnar roaming around. You're not going to pull this shit with Brock if he's there. You know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Roman would stand up to him. Seth would stand up. There's a lot more people who are not these, I call them petulant children, because they are. So I, I, and I agree with you, Tony, I would not bring him back if I'm WWE. I do think it can be controlled a little bit better. You would not have this sort of a situation blow up backstage. It just, it just wouldn't happen. There's 20 people who would knock Punk on his ass if he tried you know, this. And let me just, let me interject one thing real quick. If, okay, if Perry had pulled that at a WWE show. Oh, Okay, Punk wouldn't even have gotten it to him because Vince would have gotten his face as soon as he walked through the curtain. Vince, Hunter. Said, Vince would have gotten his face and said, dude, what the fuck was that? Yeah, Hunter would got it, get in his face. Twenty other, Ten other guys would have gotten his face and say, what the fuck was that? Get your ass out of here. So it never would have escalated to that. And that's that's on Tony because he doesn't realize the gravity of the situation. Hey, man, you've got this situation just went down and it's like, I'm too busy Touting the fact that there's 81,000 people here. Look at all this shit that I did. And it's like, uh, you want to watch this situation over here? So, again, thank God for Samoa Joe, the only one who had a clue what was going on. So, y'all going to make me stick up for Jack Perry, huh? What do you. Go ahead, if you want to. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. Good. You got it. I, 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 I agree with all your points that someone should have. There should have been more of an understanding of what you can and can't do and can and can't say. But if we are, to, this is important to say, if we are to believe 
what the reports have been. Because that's what we don't know. We weren't there. But if we are to believe what the reports have been, then first and foremost, who's the guy you think popularized doing what Jack Perry said? Punk. Punk's one of the most popular people of breaking the fourth wall. He made a career off of it. Number one. In fact, he just did it a couple of weeks ago when he did it to Hangman Page. Who he's done it to twice. Number one. But also number two, uh, if the issue is just what he said, like the whole you have to think about the whole situation. I feel for Jack in this in the regards of this. I'm all for you gotta listen to your vets. I'm all for that. But if I'm wrong, I apologize and I will say so very openly. But I don't believe CM Punk was not a paid um, EVP. He was not a paid agent. He was not a paid brain trust. He was a wrestler who had was so popular he had stroke that Tony gave him. So who is CM Punk to come to him to tell him you can't do this? Now, now just real quick, Tony terminated him as a wrestler and an employee. Sure. We don't know what that employee role was, though. I'm just going by what I know. Fair. Now, when more news comes out, I will happily readjust. But as far as we know, Punk was just a wrestler, at least to, at least to the point, right? So who are, who are you to go tell another dude, yeah, you shouldn't do that? That's not your job, bro. So, and you can say, hey, man, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But to say, hey, I just want you to know, we don't do the type of shit on my show. Who the fuck are you? Right? So, number one. And number two. We don't talk about this enough. It got talked about in Brawl Out. The whole reason Punk was so mad was because he believed that the Bucks and friends of the Bucks were leaking information to Meltzer and Alvarez and other people that was fake about the Coca Bana situation. And that pissed him off, right? Who you think leaked the shit? That Jack, Jack Perry's conversation? Punk. Sure. So again, if we look at the situation in totality, who wants anybody to be mad at Jack for doing what he did? No, I'm not saying it was smart. I'm not saying he should be lauded for it, but to act like he was in the wrong. Well, yeah, you know, got- do you want to think he was in the wrong? It's look, um, because all right, when you the stuff Punk said about Hangman Page was not, it wasn't stuff that. When you say when you say real glass, basically you're then you're you're not just breaking the fourth wall. You're basically you're you're you're, you're supposed to be performing this thing as if it's a real fight. When you're performing the match, you're supposed to be you are supposed to be performing as if it's a real fight. When you look at the camera and say, "Hey man, this shit is fake," which is basically what he did, then you're breaking the cardinal rule here, okay? And that is why. Okay, now Punk got on the mic and talked about Hangman Page not selling any any dolls. Okay, that's so not that's that's after the show. I'll, yes, that's I get you all that. Okay, but the first time when he called him out and said, "If you're a real man, you come out here and fight me." When the dude wasn't even in the building. Okay, well that but again, but you know, but again, and I'm looking. That's at this. worse than this because that hurts that man's character. But we, uh, the the history of wrestling has forced. I respect you, Booker man. 
this has been happening forever. And and it's and it's and whenever it happens, what what people the guy gets crushed for saying for doing it. So 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 we can agree on that. Tony should have said something to him. Yes. But Punk had no right to be upset with him. Well, well, well that's why I said no. But that's why I said Punk is responsible for his actions. He did okay. not have to do I got, that. I got a question for you guys. Did did Punk get brain damage when he got his ass kicked in the in UFC those couple of times? Because <laughs> he seems to think he's a badass. And I'm like, did you see your fights, man? Matt Riddle well, would well, Matt Dave. Riddle would choke you out in three seconds. So it's well, like, well, he, Matt Riddle ain't there though. I, I mean, know, he, but I'm just saying, come out and ch- he's challenging everybody. Come and fight me. You know, it's like, dude, you're he, lucky that sooner or later, somebody's going to step up and say, all right, asshole. Well, he, did, well, he, did well, wrestle Chris Hero. he did wrestle Chris Hero in uh, a, a ton of matches in that barn, IWA Mid, Mid-South, while they were smashing each other's heads through the walls. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe well, that's the thing. Well, look, here's, here's the thing, right? Okay. I mean, Punk got, beat, Punk got knocked out in the UFC, but that's like... That's like one of us getting dunked on an NBA game, right? Fair. That don't mean right. Just because I got knocked down in the UFC, don't mean I can't whoop your ass. Yeah, if I if I if I play if I play LeBron, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. But I can beat the fifteen year old. Yeah, but if you right. get invited to play LeBron, that's a different story. Punk got an exemption to the UFC. Like, no, you don't have to qualify or do anything. Come on into UFC 200 or whatever the fuck it was that's and oh, that's get your ass in here. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's it's just a stupid. They did a they did a worldwide search to find a guy to fight him. <laughs> and look, nobody was, was, and look, I mean, well, that's why I say right. Punk is that's why I say right. Punk is a flaming hypocrite because Punk is the first one. He was the first one to complain about people like The Rock getting to jump the line, and he did that very thing in the UFC, and and he also did that very thing writing for Marvel Comics. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, he got to write for Marvel Comics because he's seeing Punk. Not because you know he he submitted some great writing sample or something, right? I mean, um, that and he was friends with the guy who played the character. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I mean, it's just it's, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's we we we've, we've bloviated on punk long enough. Let's oh, get yeah. out of here on this one question. I have one more question, and we'll get out of here, y'all. Okay. Um, in totality, punk last punk was there two years, right? Two yeah. years. Two years. Yeah. In totality. Do you think CM Punk's tenure in AEW will be looked at as a success or a failure? And who, whoever wants to jump in first, go right ahead. Tony's done with the call because apparently he walked off and he's sick of this shit. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still here. Oh. <laughs> so what, what's the question, Ray? I was, I'm just reading updates and stuff. But what Dude, was the question now? Given the the highs and the lows, the positives and the negatives, the the accolades and the horrible, ridiculous moments. Do we look back on his tenure there, his two-year tenure, as a success or a failure? Um, Whoever wants to jump in, by all means. That's hard because his return is one of the more iconic moments of the last decade, probably, at least the last five years. I think that that's, that's probably undisputed. But it gets just sucked under the uh, tsunami of bullshit that the momentum they built from getting punk back had last year not happened. I'd say success. But when you look at a guy who single-handedly has gutted your momentum two years in a row with the same fucking bullshit two years in a row, I, I got to say that, you know, where would they be? Would they, if punk had never come back, but they got Danielson and they got Cole and they did all this other stuff. Would they be in the same position they're in now? Probably. 
So I would say I would lean on the side of it was a failure. I, I think, you know, it put them on the map. It got their name out there. You know, everybody wanted Punk to come back. They got their fantasy moment, chanting his name for years and years and years. Here he is. Our man Chris Platt was so moved by it, he went to Chicago for that <laughs> to fucking happen. Yeah. While I was in Vegas for SummerSlam. So it's, you know, that was a moment. But when you look at the totality of the circumstances, which is another legal term that I'm throwing out there, you look at everything and you look at everything that happened. The damage that was done to that brand that, you know, is going to be felt for the next few months. Um, I'm leaning on the side of saying it was it was a failure. Uh Rob, you want to go first since Tony's he, he says Tony moved to another show apparently. Okay. I'm uh, here. Gonna, you go Tony. He's, just, he's he's making shots right now, Ray. Okay, he's I making gotta, shots. Uh, uh, you go first, Tony, because I'm probably gonna go longer than you. I would imagine. Um, <laughs> I think it's a failure for Punk, and I think it's a wash for AEW because you don't know where they would be without, you know that the CM Punk popularity contest. So I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Definite failure for punk. But in the end, I don't think he's really ruining their momentum. We're talking about AEW, right? No publicity <laughs> is bad publicity. So this well, could be we'll, the thing that gets Tony Khan over as like, Hey, uh, he's, he's their hero. Now he gets rid of assholes, you know? So who knows? I did I'll, want to say I'll, one thing that uh, what Tuddy's saying, this is where in place I absolutely agree with him. It's a failure for Punk because you validated all the shit that Triple H basically said about you years ago. And it's yes. like everything you said about you, here's Exhibit A, Your Honor. Look at this shit over here. Yes. On on top of that, AEW was literally what Punk swore he was fighting for. Everything about it was literally what he swore, punk, what he, swore he was fighting for. But yet... He couldn't deal with it. Um, tonight, we're recording this on Sunday morning, y'all. Tonight, all out is happening in Chicago. They get a good buy rate. That would be a big, I think, litmus test of positive or negative in terms of right thing or wrong thing. Because if they if they if they do this thing and they get fifteen thousand buys, <laughs> I think we know the crowd's telling you. Hey man, something. and if and if Tony Khan comes out on stage tonight. Then I'm like, you're a fucking mark, man. Because, you know, if, if you come out on stage in Chicago after what you did last night, got yeah. booed off the stage, it's like, you really are trying to be Vince, aren't you? Well, he, <laughs> so, had, he had to do what he had to do last night. I, I agree. I agree. Which but is, you don't have is, to do it tonight. You don't no, have to do it tonight. Not, should not do, we shouldn't see him. I appreciated what he did last night, and I appreciated him getting the answer. He took, he took the bullet last did. night. He did. But also because... Imagine if they, if he would have had last night and Sunday night, and we didn't know what happened to Punk, and everybody's waiting to see in Chicago. That would have been a horrific mess. Um, go ahead, Rob. What, okay. what you think? Uh, I, mean, I agree with everybody. Failure so. or, or, or success? Okay, I agree with everybody. Says so a failure for Punk. This was his. This was his shot at redemption. You know, and all, and he failed. Okay, um, and like Dave said, he he justified everything that everyone else has ever said about him before. So for him, personal failure, yes. Um, for the company, um, I'd say as of today, it was a success. Um, even though it ended, ended badly. Um, like I said before, and, and, and Ray, you, you know I do my homework here. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So all their, everything had plateaued for them before he came on. Um, 
and so without the bump that he gave them i mean you're you're talking you know tv rights renewal is now it more than likely will happen without the bump that he gave them it's a lot less likely um and and when he got suspended the first time there was a temporary bump in like tv ratings and whatnot because people were curious as to what was going to happen but then once they filled the championship and it was settled it things went back down so don't be surprised yeah i mean there could be definitely could be a spike today for the buy rate uh the, the question is what happens um, you know next a month from now two months from now etc um so as of right now i would say it was success because they they made more money because of him they got more tv shows because of him they sold more pay-per-views while he was there than they had been selling before he got there. Now, those aren't entirely because of him. Of course not. But it, it but it went up significantly after he was there. So from from that standpoint, yes, it, it absolutely was a success. Uh, now, long term, maybe not because his tenure there did ultimately it ended badly and it ended, it ended without him being, you know, setting things up for the future, right? So it ended without that. So long term, it may just turn out to just been a temp, you know, a temporary thing. But I'd say overall, right now, yeah, it was a success. Look, um, because you know, for a brief period there, I mean, in 2021, you know, they were. Uh, for that I mean, they were more talked about for a few weeks there. They were the more talked about company and for positive reasons. Uh, even though, I mean, obviously business-wise, business they are still way behind WWE, but still. But, um, you know, he put them in, you know, yeah, I mean, he, they made, he made them more money. So, yeah, I mean, if... if you know, if you look, if you're if you if you were a five and eleven NFL team and you bring in some hot head quarterback and you, and you get to the playoffs a couple of seasons, but then he flames out. I mean, you still succeeded, um, right? I mean, so yeah, it was a success. I mean, it just it ended badly, and you know, Tony, you know, I, like I said, there's a lot of blame to go around for that, but was it was it a success? I would say, yeah. And I think well, the I think the people there, the people inside that company, failing to see that, may ultimately, you know, that lack of vision may ultimately be what, what you know, dooms the place in the long run. Well, the one thing we know for certain is that CM Punk has been fired. Yes, he gone. Yeah. <laughs> I just but, saw something great. Hold on, Ray. It's like somebody posted this thing vain. They should have Jack Perry come out tonight. And do like Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33 after he beat Undertaker. Yeah. Just stand in the ring with a microphone and have the hate just <laughs> come down and then just say, this is my yard now. Or no, well, better yet, just say, look at everybody and say, real glass. And just drop the mic and walk well, away. Think about this. If one thing, for, Another thing for sure, since you mentioned that, is Jack Perry. Well, no, you know what? Jack Perry may be a baby face after this. He may have just turned face again. He's a heel in Chicago, though. Um, but we want to thank you all for listening to us and let, letting us uh, debate this highly memorable moment in wrestling history, because this will be one that we will write, we will talk about. I mean, I'm waiting for Dark Side of the Ring CM Punk episode 
I'm ready for it now. Don't kid yourself. You're going to be, we're going to be talking about this for the next month as it shakes out. It's not over oh, yet. Yeah. No, not even close. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Um, of course, we got Rob Barnett. You, where, where can they find you at, Rob? Oh, uh, well, you can, of course, well, every other week except this one, you can find me on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast because our episode, unfortunately, we had audio problems. So, we, but any other time, you can find me, DJ, and Jason at the Mindless Wrestling Podcast as part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RBONNE1. And I, every couple of weeks, do my own podcast, the Rob the Genius Podcast. Dave Ungar, our lawyer, you can find him in court, but also you can find him at. You can find me at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And, and if you are a CM Punk sympathizer and you love punk, make sure you let us know at Wrestling Realist. Right, Tony? That's that's where they should go to send their <laughs> CM Punk love tweets. Nope. Yes, no, please. I'm either in that one. That's right. You can find PC Tony at the bar. And you can find me, Ray Cash, at no, at PC Tunney. Yes. Um, go ahead, please. The bar? I don't know. Only one half of the bar, because, you know, Claudio's <laughs> over there getting punched in the face with Taipei no, death. I'll match, just so. say, yeah, I'll just say, uh, continue to listen to everything ChairShot Radio Network. And don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. Where I'm pretty sure you'll find a bunch of punch merch, because, uh... Ain't gonna be on aw.com. Um, it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y's Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars. I will holler at you later. Appreciate you listening to us, and uh, have a good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.